Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 2, Episode 7, it's called Unnatural Selection. So, full spoilers for the episode. As always, we get a Pulaski-focused episode, everyone's favourite. Oh, I know. Everyone's favourite. Um, do you know what's funny? Like, I, don't, I don't hate Pulaski. Like, she's not, like, painful or anything like that, but she's just also really uninteresting dull. and dull, yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, a fair chunk of this is kind of like how Picard, like, relates and trusts her. Uh, you know, this, the episode opens with him talking to Troy and, like, uh, well, what thoughts do you have on, uh, you know, Medical Officer Pulaski? She's like, well, she's very dedicated about her job. He's like, yes, of course. Which is a really weird response to that uh, for for me. What do you yeah. mean? Yes, of course. Like, yes, yes, yes. I I figured that. I suppose, but yes. Uh, no, I, I get where he's coming from. Uh, I think with that, he's like, yes, of course, she's dedicated. She's a bloody chief medical officer. I, I, I need to know more than that. <laughs> I, I like to think that some people in Starfleet have gotten to that position and are have sort of like wavered a bit because, like, okay, I've succeeded now. I'm I'm, I'm at the peak of my game. Then I'm going to get get lazy. I mean, maybe, yeah. Get a lot complacent. I, mean, uh, I feel like the people who do that <coughs> typically don't get promoted quite that high. That's what I'm saying, though. After they're promoted that high, they get they get to that point that they've reached the, the zenith. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. You know, and then they well, get I mean, complacent. always higher. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, but Crusher got that higher position. She, she's, she's the head of the medical and the entire Starfleet now, apparently, so... Uh, yeah, I have to imagine there's some positions in between that. I feel like there's probably a few things. <laughs> no, I feel like even above being the head of a medical on just you, a a starship, one bigger starship, more prestigious starships. Uh, Set a prize. Uh, sure, sure, but general. I'm generalizing. Okay. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm as you know, as a as a blanket for for the entire bunch. Uh, maybe uh, you know, head of a, a space station probably covers more people than a starship. Okay, okay. So all you're really saying to me then is that this this uh this is not actually that highly promoted, and therefore if she is that type of person, then she could I'm be saying slacking. It's as high as you can be promoted on a starship. <laughs> well, again, because you know you can be chief medical officer on you know a smaller ship, and then go up to this ship, and technically that's not a promotion because it's still the same job role, but. Like, I, 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 my comment really has nothing to do with any of this bickering, to be honest. Like it doesn't. No. It, it's it's just his his delivery of yes, of course, as if that was a given, and it was a stupid question to ask. Just kind of felt weird to me, um, because it wasn't so much that what she says is inaccurate. He disagrees with what she said. It's more that he asks her opinion of her, and she says something so utterly like obvious and yeah. pointless. Uh, is more my complaint here. Not not that Picard himself is saying something stupid. It's that Troy says something stupid. Yes, Troy definitely says something stupid. And he he just kind of goes along with it and doesn't hurt her feelings. Um, yeah. Which I feel like that's half of Troy's interactions with Picard or anyone else for that matter. Yeah. And, and do you know what the sad thing is? Yes. She knows they're bullshitting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's feeling, you know, inside he's going, you stupid bitch, I know that. <laughs> and she knows. She knows. She's picking up on that feeling. Assuming that her powers are real, I'm not convinced. Um, <laughs> she hears a Klingon go, I will kill you, Picard! And then she's like, I sense he's very angry, Captain. <laughs> Thanks, Troy. 
That was helpful. Oh, I love I love the idea that she has bullshitted away to this level of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. She's like it's just like a medium. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, all all, all our uh, was it Baltazoids, Baltazars, whatever their our species is. Uh, uh, I yes, we we we're, we're all empaths. We all feel things from other people. Yes, it's, it's this kind of all got going together as a group. Yeah, like this will be easy. We'll just get jobs in planet wide hustle. <laughs> All, all parts of Starfleet will just get jobs all over it because we'll pretend we're all psychic to an extent. Um, but yeah, so the plot of this is that they get a distress call from a ship and when they go towards the ship there's like no responses from it, they can't get any contact with it. And luckily instead of just beaming across like Worf was uh, gun-ho about, although there is an interesting uh, question here if Worf would be affected by this given that he's not actually human. Because there's no indication in this episode that anything other than a human would be affected, but that's a that's another. I don't know. I, I got some thoughts on some that. Thoughts. Well, yeah. Given given when we find out where it comes from, then yeah, maybe there's an argument. But yeah. Um. But you know, before we get to that, we just think it's a disease. Sure. I I assume that most diseases that uh, as far as you know they're concerned, most diseases will affect all their species to some extent. Maybe not. You know, maybe some are immune to some things, but mm. there's probably enough common you know humanoid you know dna between them that okay you know they're, they're probably affected on some level i like the idea that something really serious to us is like the common cold to the klingons like you know we're like oh shit i've got cancer and what's yeah. like well i had cancer last week i got I over mean, it it's fine i mean but, here's the thing though i mean yeah swine flu bird flu Right, these there's no reason we can catch those, so there's no reason. To... Oh no, no, no! I'm fully aware that many, many a disease, uh, most of them, in fact, the serious ones usually come from it's animals. Transferable across, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. Just speculating. Maybe, no, maybe, sure. maybe Klingons it's might be immune to some things. Oh, they're pretty um, immune to some things, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they get they they hack in essentially. I say hack in. Picard uses his override. Uh, you know, it's all official, but. Uh, yeah. They get the security footage or the, the live feed from the, the bridge of this other ship. And they're all dead and they're all very old. Um, and all I could think to myself for this scene is because unlike later when we've got some old age makeup, all I could think was uh, they carted out some like, 80 year olds and said, hey, do you, want a, do you want a small part in a Star Trek episode? Go sit, on, go sit on a chair. We'll give you some ice cream. And pretend you're dead. <laughs> like, what? Why are we pretending we're dead? Because you're old! <laughs> <laughs> so... No, it turns out that the old uh, the old episode from the original series with the the aging um, has got a bit of a sequel here because they've all rapidly aged and they, they placed the ship under quarantine. Everyone agrees, Pulaski included, that there's under no circumstance should anyone go aboard that ship. And they're already dead, so there's no emergency now. It's just like no, yeah. like we have to yeah. just warn everyone, put a beacon on it so that we can find it again when the time comes. Yeah, and well, just quarantine it. Yeah, so. They go to where they were going, which is this this lab, this research place. Yeah, and I think it's where the ship had already been, so they're like, oh, right, well, let's go there then. Well, no, that's where they were going anyway, I'm sure. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, because Picard's surprised when they mentioned that that ship was there. They're like, oh, we encountered them a few hours ago. Like, I thought they only headed there because they got the information from the ship. Maybe, I mean, oh, maybe you're right. It doesn't really matter. They end, they end up going yeah. there either way. They end up there, and they're all infected. They're all aging really fast, and... Um, I think this is not a great episode, but I think what I do like about it compared to the original series episode, just in a sort of overall concept kind of way, from a character perspective, is that in this episode, 
only one person gets infected because they take a risk. But the attitude from Picard and the crew as a whole uh, throughout this whole thing is that under no circumstance can we allow ourselves to be infected. So even though something serious is going on and something dangerous is happening and my cat's knocking my camera out of the way, um, they, you know, they have this, uh, this very scientific... Um, I was done with the cat. Uh, that's very scientific approach, but like, no, no, no. We under no circumstances can interact with anyone. We can um, be many of them across. It could be you know fatal to everyone on the the crew. And part of me was expecting by the end of the episode to have everyone start to ha- get old age makeup, you know, except Data. And Data may be the one who like saves everyone because he's obviously immune because he's not a you know yeah. biological entity. Um, but no, true enough. We get to the end of the episode. Picard's never been in danger, Riker's never been in danger, you know, Jordy, Troy, whoever, so on, so on. And I was like, you know what, I respect that. I respect that they actually approached this from a purely scientific method and said, no, we're not going to get everyone hurt. Regardless of what you have to feel about the rest and the stupid old age makeup, because the old age makeup on Pulaski is atrocious. Is, of course it is, yeah. Why, why did they I mean, keep doing it, this? They, they did this last season, and it was like the worst episode yeah. of the season. I mean, I think it was less terrible than the original series makeup, but I mean... They're only doing it on one person, as opposed to everyone. Well, yeah, so. but was it less terrible than the old age makeup last season? Because we had multiple old age makeups yeah. last season. We mean, had the, probably we had the, on par. We had the guy who was reverse aging, and then we also had McCoy in the, the, the first episode with the yeah. old age makeup. So, why do they keep doing this? It looks terrible. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should mention as well, you know, we, we keep saying, oh, this is a, you know, a, a sequel, pseudo-sequel to that yes. episode. Uh Unlike the Naked Now, which was you know very directly, it was the same thing, and you know they reference you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, whereas this one, uh, it's just more uh, a sequel in concept. Yeah, more of a concept sequel than it is actually the same thing again. But, um, but effectively, it's the same damn thing. <laughs> like it may come from a different place, but for, for us watching it, it's like yeah, okay, there's an old age disease going around. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. They're like, okay, but there's children down here that are genetically engineered children. And I'm like, didn't you learn nothing from Rathacan? Come on. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Like, this is a, this is a t- double-headed thing. And the one hand, I'm like, writers, stop doing these old age plot lines because it looks terrible. And then I'm like, characters, stop genetically engineering people because it always leads to something bad. Yeah. And and obviously, the uh, this base, they're like, well, we got we got infected from that ship, but our kids are fine. And, and I'm like, and they're like, and you know, they they question, well, hey, you're in genetics, is it possible something got, you know, went astray? And they're like, no, 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 we're strictly human genetics. Nothing could have got out of control here. I'm like, yeah, sure, that that seems plausible. Yeah, yeah, you get ahead, though, you get ahead, because we have to talk about the journey to get to the the discovery of what it is, because we have a whole debate with Pulaski. Um, about what to do and how to actually investigate this and possibly save the people down there, specifically the, the kids. Um, because that's, that's, I mean, even the people on, on the station are like, no, hey, you have to try and save these kids. They, they can't be healed on their own once we're, you know, once They're we the die. The future of humanity. And Pulaski's like, well, we could try this. And everyone's like, no, quarantine problem. No, nope, we're not risking it. We can't do it. <clears throat> and it's, even though they, it is a little bit bizarre that the Enterprise has no quarantine room. Uh, it's not a science vessel, so I mean, it's not. But I would have expected just you know on a on safety procedures to have some room, you know, the the, the ability to cut them off. Yeah, 
I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just a little surprised. What's, what's the hunt? Remember the original series how there was a whole plot that could have been solved with having a shuttle and then like five episodes later they introduced a the shuttle? Yeah. So, what's the bet in that by mid-season three there's an episode where they've got a quarantine room? Oh, that said, you could argue that they put it in after there's this. There's a reaction to yeah. this. Yeah. Like, oh, we need to build a special quarantine room just in case something like this arises again. Uh, yeah. So, okay, that... that Hell, maybe they did that with a shuttle. Maybe they like, oh, we need to get some shuttles. <laughs> they get some shuttles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could be. Um, but yeah, so she's arguing this, blah, that, blah, blah. And eventually she's like, okay, what about we put them in this condom thing? Because that's what it is. And we also have the, you know, the, 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 the force field as well. And we can scan them without ever taking them out of the protective bubble and see, what, see what's wrong with them. Or at least maybe get an idea of what's wrong with them. And we it's a very small risk still, but we have to do it because otherwise we can never do anything. Like, this is the only way we can actually proceed forward. And Picard's very hesitant, but he's like, okay, yes, yes I approve of the procedure. Make it so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like, I like the small detail here, actually, where when they're beaming them up, they have to like beam them up in a certain way and make sure they, they get them, like, in, in the casing first, essentially, so that... Um, because they don't want any exposed like parts of them in the, the transport room before yeah. he goes to the the, the you know the med you bay. You mentioned they've got uh, we got you know uh, Orion on the on the transport. This is I think obviously he's been around a few yeah. episodes here. There, this is the first time I think he's had a, a proper speaking role though, right? No, I think we heard. I mean, I think it was like the first couple of episodes of season one. But I think maybe did... maybe a line here yeah, or there, but, but as a proper character. Well, he even gets to be on uh, one of the meetings in the ready room. Yeah. Uh, later on, which I mean, I I just I just happened to know that he's like one of the one of the core cast on Deep Space Nine. So he clearly yeah, exactly. Yeah. They like him as, as time goes well. on. Obviously, like okay, I know where he goes, and uh, you know, I've been seeing him around on the show, but I don't remember him ever having a role to this extent. He'll always be the the third i was going to say secondary villain but he's actually the third because you've got tommy lee jones then gary Busey, and then you've got this dude uh and under siege he's the third villain in that movie Fair enough. um and then years years later i saw him in alan partridge alpha papa which i enjoyed um Ugh. so he, he he he's an actor who's popped up in a lot of things but clearly a lot of people just know him from star trek and i'm discovering these star trek years uh as, as you see fair. For a long time, you you could say that about Patrick Stewart as well. You say that, but X Men was like almost twenty years ago now, so he's pretty well known for a couple of things at this Jesus point. Jesus Christ, it was that long ago. Okay, I take it back. Yeah, two thousand is nineteen years. It, in fact, it's been longer. It, well, this is actually a really weird comparison because the Star Trek movies were still going on, but it's been longer since he first became Xavier. Than it had been when he became Xavier since the, the next gen ended on TV. By a considerable amount. It's only been six years since next gen ended when when he he was in the first yeah. X Men movie. <laughs> All right. There you go. There you go. Uh, or to put it into our perspective, we're getting Picard soon. The gap between Picard and the last time he played Picard in Nemesis is actually slightly shorter than when he first started playing Xavier to now. <laughs> yeah, okay. There you go. Um, but yeah, so so they beam him up and he, you know, Pulaski looks, goes into it, goes in and scans him, yada yada yada. Um, and it's very inconclusive, they don't really have an answer. And she's like, "Look, I'm going to have to look at him without the the, the condom. I'm going to I'm going to have to actually properly yeah, take and, samples." And I was like, "No, 
yeah. Move chat. And Picard's like, no, 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 like, I love how, like, Worf kind of gets like, oh, like, he looks really angry every time she suggests this, like, don't you dare, you know, put us at risk. I say, I say, we, we nuke the site for more, but just, it's the only way to be sure. That's his attitude the whole time. Nuke, <laughs> Worf definitely wants to just space him, you know, just, 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 you know, teleport him out there, you know, mm-hmm. let him disintegrate, problem solved. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so... She, she's very upset by this, but she understands that that's his order, um, and then she eventually talks to the one of the, you know, the the lead scientist again, and she kind of pleads with her to save the kids, and she's like, well, leave it with me, I'll, I'll see what I can do. And, uh, one of the arguments about um, the the force fields, because she says, oh, we'll go inside a force field so it's only me, it's, it's, it's a risk, you know, everyone else is safe, but the idea being that if they have to use their power for anything else, it could disrupt the force it's field. Not yeah, and she goes to George and says, is there any way we could create a cut-off system that would be separate from the rest of the ship that could couldn't be that wouldn't be at risk at, at all and he's like nah not really but i mean the one way you could get completely cut off is maybe by going on a shuttle and i'm like that's actually a really good idea that's a really simple solution to this is just go on a shuttle and it do is, it yeah. um and she goes for approval and picard's still a, a bit hesitant because she's putting herself at risk but uh says okay do it you can't argue with it's it's an enclosed environment on your own head be it yeah well so in the way he even says he's like you know what I, I, I can't deny that you're actually trying to accommodate you know my my orders here like i said that you had to be separate it couldn't be a risk to anyone else and you've thought of a way around that you've thought of a way to make that happen so yeah. you know he's like yeah uh, so she grabs data so we get data and pulaski together because that's always a fun pair and Data is piloting the show immediately her. just insults him immediately yeah immediately is a robotist or Androidist, or what's what's the word for being racist to robots? I don't know. I'm sure there's a so someone's made a nerdy science word for this. I'm sure it exists. There definitely is one. Yeah. And I'm sure I've heard it before. And if someone said it to me now, I'd be go, "Yep, that's it." Postophobic. I don't know. Um. So they beam the kid onto, and the kid, by the way, because when the kid first arrives in the Enterprise, Worf's like, "It's a trap!" and he's like ready to like try and kill him because it, it looks like quite tall for a kid because he's he's like seventeen or something like that as opposed to yeah, you know, but he's supposed to be twelve. Yeah, um, and this is not because of the the disease that's going around. This is because their genetic engineering has made them like the twelve year old version of this guy is like, oh, he could already take on all Schwarzenegger. <laughs> like by the time yeah. he's by the time he's actually eighteen, he's probably going to be like Superman. Um, is I think the idea. So, Pulaski you know, takes the bubble off him, and you know do, does some readings. But of course, before very long, uh, also he has telepathy. That's just it doesn't really matter, but it's just there because peak human, right? Because peak human has telepathy. Um, but she immediately gets the the acute arthritis pains, uh, which is the first sign you've got this thing. It's like oh shit. She's like oh damn it, I'm screwed. These kids are carriers. Okay, under no circumstance. You know, this, this station, this science station is to be quarantined forever. Let them die. Um, these kids are going to have to just take care of themselves because they're, they're too dangerous to come into contact with any other living being. Um, and because they're already infected at this point, or she is, they go down to the station because they may as well. There's no point in not going down there now. And of course, she starts having a little bit of old age and then it's every time Picard calls her later in the episode, it's, it's she's advanced, it's yeah. worse and worse. Um, but th- what they discover is that it's not a disease. It's actually the immune system of these perfect humans. Um, there was that ship that came that kind of introduced the element that, that triggered it. But... Yeah, because one of the guys had a some sort of flu, which yeah. was, you know, it's fine. It's just a regular flu. Yeah, mild flu, no big deal. And 
basically their immune system became lethal to protect them from this thing and it's now basically attacking anything that can carry a disease that would hurt them and that's why it's now aging uh well it's not so much as attacking the humans it's like, it's like a side effect of what its immune system is doing they said it's like it attacks this type of enzyme yeah, and that's it, the it alters the structure so yeah. to, to make it you know harmless to them but it also alters the human dna and kind of just completely screws up yes uh so they're screwed the people who are aging on the station are screwed the children are doomed to live their lives alone forever um, until they starve and <laughs> i'm sure they'll send in food the starfleet's not inhumane <laughs> that's i don't know if that's more cruel you, you've got to stay on that one little base forever Sure, sure, but if the option is that we have to kill them or let them like stay in the base forever, surely you, you end them quickly with an explosion or something. You don't you don't let them starve to I death mean, slowly. Sure, sure. If your argument I mean, is that this is more humane, no, no, this is true. It's true. Uh, you know, especially as you know, if these are peak, you know, genetically engineered, I suspect they might live longer. Letting them starve to death is like two steps away from let's actually torture them slowly until they die. Just, just look. Picard just like, right, we're just going to back away, leave you to your own devices. If you figure it out, great. If you starve to death on your own, eh, tough shit. See if we get an episode in like season six where these kids are like the new can and crew because they've grown up angry that they've been left alone. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say, scientists stop trying to genetically alter humans. It's leading to bad things every single goddamn time. Uh, but the plot of this episode then fo- turns its focus to try to save Pulaski. Like, can we save her? And very quickly, it's O'Brien himself and Jordy kind of at the meeting who essentially come up with this idea that there's the, you know like every time someone goes through the transport, there's like a, there's like a genetic record of who's who's went through, uh, yeah. mainly for security trace. reasons. Sorry, the trace I think they call the trace. It. Um, but you know theoretically, if they have what her DNA was before, they could sort of filter as she's coming back through the transport because because they mentioned as well that there is like a there's a DNA, like, or not DNA, but there's like a filter when they come through to like prevent diseases like coming up with them. But clearly this thing already got through with the, the kid who was transported. So yeah. they know it's bypassing whatever they've got. So it's like, oh, we can do some, you know, techno mumbo jumbo. I can rejigger it a little bit and maybe we could try this. But the first thing they need is uh, her history. But then it turns out that she never uses the transport beam because she hates the transport beam and is terrified of it. So, so Picard has to call her old captain and asks, like, hey, have you got... Well, there's a little bit of a conversation about her first, because uh, he's like, oh, she idolizes you, Picard. She, you know, she, she required the transfer as soon as there was a, a position available. She, she, And it's like, we bicker all the time. In fact, the exact word at the end of that scene, when he when he says this to him, he's like, extraordinary. <laughs> That's his response when he finds out she apparently idolizes him. <laughs> um, because clearly her actions have not, uh, not suggested that. But... No. Uh, we find out that she uh, did use the beam on there, but they scrubbed her record the second she left the ship because they didn't really see any reason pro- to keep it. Pro- probably standard protocol. Probably. And he's like, damn it. Damn it. So then it's like, wait, we all had like blood tests and stuff before. Is it possible to use the DNA we have from that to filter her, her, her Extrapolate beam? Extrapolate out from there. Yeah. I think what I like about this to an extent, although there may be situations in the future where it's like, well, couldn't they do that trick again where they just sort of revert them using the transporter beam? I do like it in this case on its own just because it's like, well, we can save everyone else that's down there because we've not transported them. Like, we, we can't do anything for them. Yeah. Um, unless they've got, like, unaffected blood samples they can send up that are sealed or something. I don't know, but, like... Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But 
I kind of like this. Okay, we can kind of trick it to save her, but we can't really do anything for everyone else. Yeah, and even this is a bit of a of a process because they go to you know medical. Mm. And go, oh, she hasn't done a single examination on you know uh, uh, on this ship. Yeah, and they also mention that um, this is not foolproof, and if it's not going to work, they're going to have to revert the beam to just any space and kill her. Like you know, because yeah, like, there's no put in a bank. Yeah, so if this doesn't work, or she's going to be, or she's still going to be infected, and we can't like have her on the ship, we just have to put her in space, and she's going to die. So, but I mean, she's going to die in a matter of hours anyway. Oh sure, yeah, so. yeah. It's it's that thing where, in a pure logical sense, it makes sense. You know, it does make sense to do it, but um, it is like it obviously like they're the ones making the call. Yeah, they're making the call, which is why there's a really nice moment where Picard's like, "I'll operate the transporter beam." You know, he yeah. takes it from O'Brien. He's like, "Because O'Brien like says like how dangerous this is and how and he's clearly nervous about it." And Picard's like, "You know, I'll do it myself because I'm the." I'm, I'll you know, take the responsibility if I have to reverse it and actively kill her rather than just let her. Yeah, die I'll, I'll do that as the captain because that's my. I'll make that call. Yeah, um, but it works, of course. Um, although I do like the before this when data beams are back up. Um, there is a small moment with Picard where Picard, like, before he like starts asking him questions about stuff, is like, "It's good to see, you, uh, Lieutenant." And he's like, "Oh, thank you, sir." Like, there's a moment where Picard just forgets to be official and just like needs to tell him that he's happy to see him again. Yeah. Uh, and I like that. It was like, "Oh, Picard, data's growing on him." We're we're getting to that I've point. Had data for a long time. Yeah, but we're yeah you know, we're getting these small human moments. I lo- I love the idea that Picard also is showing more humanity as the show goes on, even though he's not actually the android. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He is. Yeah. Um, but it works, and everyone's all happy, and we get, we end the episode with them going back to the ship and blowing it up. Uh, they all they all stand and you know, yeah, not quite salute, but they all sort of stand and. I assume they leave the station, as it was, and just because the kids are there, yeah, yeah, yeah. God knows they, they don't really address it, do they? They're like, well, we saved our person. Yeah, I mean, they'll. I'm sure they'll work out the minutia off camera. It's fine. Fine. Get um, some terrifying super cons. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. The old age but the other funny thing is though is that it didn't it didn't ruin the episode as much as I thought it would because it was actually fairly limited, her old age makeup. Like it was a couple of calls. Only her. She was only in a handful of scenes with it. Yeah, she was in a lot of the episode, but once she started aging, it was only a few scenes uh, yeah. we got of her. It was almost like they knew it looked terrible, so they wanted to stay away she from it. She just didn't want to sit in the chair that long. Yeah, she had makeup for one day. I'm not doing it any more than that. Yeah, it's too much. She they, spent... they, do, they do the scene and then add on a bit more. Right, yeah. next scene, add on a bit more. All right, and that's it. Done. Yes, yes. Um, so honestly, I was expecting a complete train wreck, and while I don't think it's a great episode, I actually think it came out all right, given what it's about. It's a bit dull, but it has some nice yeah. points in there. Uh, I think. The stuff with like you know Picard and stuff is generally pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I think the back half of the episode, despite the fact that's the part with the old aging stuff, is actually the stronger half because it's the problem solving and trying to save uh, Pulaski. The first half, where they're debating over what to do, uh, is a bit more tedious. Although I do appreciate that there is actually the strong conserve. No, 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 we're not just going to beam someone out of the ship. We're not idiots. Let's be safe yeah. about this. So I'll yeah, that part. Agree with that. So, Unnatural Selection is not a terrible episode. It's not a great one. It's it's not the worst. Yeah. 3.6. Not great, not terrible. Some things I like. Uh, we still doing that? We're still doing that. That's Chernobyl. If anyone didn't get that reference, that's a Chernobyl joke. Uh, just go with it. So, next time on Star Trek The Next Generation, um, A Matter of Honor is the title of the episode. 
and is it a wolf episode joe's just joe's just funny i don't, I don't oh it might actually maybe be it doesn't mention him by name but given the the uh, what's in it that probably um but what i'm gonna say actually is i just i had a thought this episode right how good wesley's been this season and what i mean by that is that he's not had any plots this season he's literally just a kid on the bridge who says yes and putting you know warp seven and that's all he does is he, he just yeah. changes the the, the trajectory and I thought, oh, maybe this is just like them, like realizing that everyone hated them, so they just do this all yeah. season two is before he leaves. With him in like first or second episode, where it was like, hey, you know, your mother's not here anymore. Yeah, that was the first episode. Yeah, that was him deciding to stay. But since he's decided yeah. to stay, he's just been the guy in the ship who does. Which, if you think about it, on Discovery, that's someone who's not really that much of a character. You know, we talk about how this, the, the the bridge crew in Discovery is not necessarily. They've gone a little bit better as time has went on, but I couldn't help but think that he's kind of almost a proto version of that now, where he's just there. And does the commands, <laughs> but he doesn't. He he's a shit Adetma. Yeah, uh, Adetma's better. No, no, no doubt about it. Um, so I just I clicked on this one, and he's in the photo, which may not mean anything. He may just be standing there on the scene. There may not be a Wesley focused episode. Mm, I don't think it okay. is, given the description here. So description for a matter of honor. Under an officer's exchange program, Raker serves aboard a Klingon ship whose aging captain seeks an unwanted, uh, unwarranted bloody retaliation for a suspected Enterprise treachery. Um. So, oh, maybe it's not. I I read Klingon and assumed oh, maybe Worf will have a big part because there's Klingons involved. Um, there but, still might be because it's an exchange. So a Klingon officer yeah. is now serving in Riker's place, right? Yeah, it depends. This description makes it sound like it's weighted more to following Riker on the Klingon ship, but it could be more 50-50 in the episode. Yeah, these descriptions have been a little misleading in the past. Yes. I like, <laughs> this actually sounds like a fun premise, and the rating is pretty solid, actually. So, uh, okay, I'll, we'll get I'll look to that. forward to that one then. Um, and I'll just say this. The one after that is a biggie. Not only has he got the highest rating of any episode we've done so far, I actually recognise the title. Oh? I don't know the title of this one. It's called The Measure of a Man. I've heard of this episode. Oh, me too. Yeah. So, we've got maybe our first proper big episode in a couple couple of weeks. But uh, next up... Hang on, at... hang on. What? How dare you overlook Skin of Evil? <laughs> big and good. Big and oh, good. Wow. That's a whole different ball game. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> Tasha Yar, your spirit lives on and is all. Every time it rains. Uh, every, <laughs> every, every time there's a gang who <laughs> may or may not be up to no good. Um, uh-huh. Look, sometimes when you say words like that, you get demonetized on YouTube. I don't, I'm not going to say it needlessly for no reason. All right, so um, <laughs> I'm all right that 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 has been uh, episode seven of season two. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitter's at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here, you can head over to Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV. We can support us for as little as one dollar per month. Uh, for that one dollar, you get the Star Trek reviews a week early, as well as uh, the classic Twilight Zone reviews that I do with Tara. Uh, you get bonus episodes of a couple of our movie review shows every month and a few other little tidbits. So uh, go and have a look over there and see if you want anything. Uh, but mostly supporting us over there keeps all the content coming. So go have a look, see. Uh, you can also rate the podcast, the audio podcast version on your podcast app. Give us a five-star rating. That helps us out as well. Uh, helps uh, helps the, the search engine and the recommendations pimp us out to more people. So uh, go, and, go and do that uh, otherwise though that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it uh, keep watching Star Trek guys and to everyone but Connor live long and prosper